back in the building. After technical difficulties. Yes, yes, yes. Trying to stop the movement. Yeah. But we stop the movement. We can't have that. We're almost at episode 100. Yeah, man. 99 a day. Why would we be stopped now? <laughs> can't right. al- we can't allow that to happen. They can't stop the shine. I know. We won, we won joint away yeah. from 100, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, we, we got to get everybody to call next week, man. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you got to put that number out yeah. there. In the, so into the stratosphere. In the internet. In the internet. Okay, so what I want everybody to do next week, uh, we don't know how to do like a live call in, which may be too difficult. Right. Giving our technological uh, uh, prowess at this level. <laughs> so what we're going to do instead <laughs> is uh, we're going to have you call and leave your voice messages. Right. You know, um, on this number and then you leave your messages and your questions. Right. And for episode 100, we're going to answer all the questions. Right. We're all the good your, questions. Play your question. Yes. And then we'll answer it. We'll play some messages if you leave some cool messages yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And you get to be on the podcast. Right. You know? Yeah. Now, not live because you might say some wild ass shit that. <laughs> Right. We don't trust y'all like that. Right, right. So, you know, you got to leave your message and then we're going to uh, play the messages and then we're going to answer the messages. So the number you got to call is 614-388-8945. That's 614-388-8945. That's my Skype number. So don't start wilding on that shit. <laughs> wilding out. Yeah. Just leave a message, dog. Mad, mad <laughs> phone calls in the middle of the night. Yeah. Skyping you. Thankfully, I don't leave that joint on like right. that. You know, so uh, it's going to be a situation where fools, you know, they can't terrorize me that much. Right. But just don't do it. It's in bad form. Yeah. Come on. Now. Just don't do it. Come on, people. But yeah, leave the message on there. And then next week, you know, when it's time for us to, to record episode 100. Right. Y'all, our listeners, get to be a part of it. Dope. You know what I'm saying? Super dope. Yeah. So, you know, here we are. Episode 99. Yeah. Yeah. What's been up? Man, I just been doing beats. Just doing beats. That's it, man. Falling in love with making beats again. <laughs> That's dope. I feel like a little kid. I got to give a shout out to my guy, uh, Superstition, man, because uh-huh. he came through in the clutch. Uh-huh. You know, like I was down. You know, I, I I told you, and I, you know, I don't think we talked about it on air, but I had that hard drive crash yeah. where I lost all my shit for making beats and lost uh-huh. like three years of samples and shit that I recorded to a hard drive. And, uh, yeah, I was feeling sick. That's that's painful. Yes. We did talk about uh, Demudo when he lost his joint. Oh, We did yeah. do that episode, yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah, I actually revisited that episode since yeah. this has happened. <laughs> yeah, how to recover. Yeah, it's been very therapeutic. Very <laughs> therapeutic. Word. That we had did an episode about this very same thing. So I lost that in the beginning of September. And so ever since, you know, it took me September and October, I was going back and forth with the uh, shop. Mm-hmm. trying to get this dry fixed we're like yeah we got it mr shepherd we're gonna be able to get all your shit just give us another week and this went on for almost two months about mm-hmm. six weeks and ultimately they were like yeah we got your files off of it but the thing that that references the file names mm-hmm. we can't get that off mm-hmm. so you got all these files with no names right you know what i'm saying so it was just a salty ass thing and I could have just went through it for another two months. Right. Spent way more money than I already spent to get to or that just point. let it go. Yeah. <laughs> just let it go. I had to take that L, just man. Just let it go. It was a tough pill to swallow. I'm sure. Um, but I just decided to take it. But shout out because so from September to now, well, till Christmas, I was just like not doing no beat. Like, fuck it. Yeah. I just... <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck this hard drive. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. Oh. And I know the rules. I should have had a backup for my backup, but I didn't right. have a backup for my backup and backup wasn't being backed up. And it was like, oh, right, right, you're done. Right. And, uh, you know, so I was salty from basically I just sat around, didn't want to do no beats. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, my new record was already off yeah. that drive and tracked out and mixed. Yeah. So I didn't lose any of that, thankfully. But, um, Right, I remember I talked to Superstition a few weeks back, and he was like, "He was like, yeah, we were talking about making beats," mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yeah, man, I've been killing it." Da, 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 da. And I was like, "Man, I'm sick right now." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "What?" He's like, oh, man. "He's like, what you got?" I was like, "Man, I don't have nothing. I ain't got a kick. I ain't got a snare to my name. I ain't got a, <laughs> I ain't got a snare to my name. Not a snare, bro. Not a snare within. I nothing. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got my records, but I don't have nothing. And so, uh." 
He's like, man, I got you. I'm going to send you some drums. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So my guy, Superstition, laced me with drums. Okay. And him lacing me with drums. Got you back in. Yeah. Yeah. Got me back in the game, man. Back in the game. And now it's been like three weeks and I've made almost like 50 beats. Dope. And uh, I'm just mad. But now I'm starting to get into the zone. Yeah, you're grooving ooh, now. Yeah. Now I'm just like, ooh, I got this. I know where I want to take it. And uh having lost everything gave me an opportunity to kind of start again yeah. but you know we still have to talk about sitting on good material yes because we've had comp- we've had a conversation about what to do how to bounce back from losing your catalog right but we never really get into the question of why are you sitting on all this shit anyway yeah why you got so much shit to lose yeah yeah i'm 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 yeah i'm i'm bad so at much it too. to lose like we have a lot of material right like naturally i think we'll say 80 20 20 mm-hmm. percent good right 80 you don't need that right but I, i'm thinking of why is the 20 not out right and i think we got to have a conversation on this podcast about why sitting on good material is always bad yeah never sit on good material please man. don't please don't and uh, we got reasons it's not just one or two mm-hmm. we got like 10 joints uh that are gonna explain why you should never sit on good material yeah. and uh my little story is just a small fraction <laughs> but uh <laughs> we're gonna get into that and uh we'll be right back where we got you stuck off the realness, the most infamous, you heard of us, official podcast murderers, the show comes equipped with few points to share, grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow, so go ahead and download, every single week with a brand new episode, you're not alone in this world cousin, so we share information and honest discussion, and keep repping a culture, like we supposed to, they spread gossip but they never come close to, I can hear it inside their tone, they talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free huh. so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Well, 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 here we are again, back in the building, together on the radio, yes sir, being the best podcast ever. I mean, what else? What else would we do? It's hard, man. You do this at such a high level for so long. It really comes to define you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You know, providing value. Yeah. Edutainment. Mm-hmm. In its purest form. Yes. Super motherfucking duty. Motherfucking tough work. <laughs> You know, never sit on good material, man. And we're going to just take this from the top because this is clearly a topic that hits uh, close to home. Yes. And so uh, number one reason why sitting on good material is always bad is because it will eventually be dated. Yes. It will not sound like anything that it's supposed to sound like it'll sound old yes it won't sound yeah. new it won't be this new sound it'll sound old yeah like the thing that a lot of people fail to understand when you have records that you've been working on for a long time mm-hmm. records for us records maybe it's art design whatever thing, right. whatever you do it's kind of a snapshot in time mm-hmm. it's a snapshot in, in, in the thing that you're talking about in the topics you're covering are a snapshot of the pulse of popular mu- culture today Right. Of whatever the culture is, music is a snapshot of that. Yeah. They can say, yeah, music defines the culture a little bit, but music actually reflects the culture. It's a right. reflection of it. So whatever's going on in the culture is what's in our art. Why is that important? It's important to understand that concept because you have to also acknowledge that culture shifts. Yes. Culture changes over time. So 
the thing about music art for us is that if you sit on material, like say you're making a, a record and that record making its mark is like shooting at a target, right. right? Like a bow and arrow. Imagine shooting at a target. That's if you drop it on time. Right, when you're supposed to. Yeah, if you drop it right then and there and it touches the pulse and the culture of what's going on, it can hit its mark and it be a bullseye. But what people don't tell you is that the, the target moves. Oh, yeah. It's very movable. Yeah. It's, it's not stationary. <laughs> it's not staying still at all. As culture moves, the target moves. Yeah. Right. So things that were, you know, a perfectly worded in 2008 mm-hmm. are not the same in 2018. Oh, no. And, and but a lot of artists, we tend to believe that we can make classic universal records, right. which is, you know, <sighs> It happens, but it's not very rarely. Yeah, it's not a it's very not a regular rarely. thing. Yeah, I'm more inclined to believe that the people who can drop records in a timely manner mm-hmm. to touch on that sentiment that people are feeling and expressing in the wider culture, those are the records that become classic right. and last forever. It's not the records that you sit on for three, four, five years. Right. Like, okay, yeah, this is gonna hit like it would have then. No, I don't. Yeah. There's no guarantee because even if you were on point to shoot a bullseye then right the target is somewhere different now right so it could be a completely different target yeah yeah completely different you shot at the spot where the target was and that target is behind you now right it's relocated right and and this is something we have to acknowledge when we're sitting on material that yeah it sounded dope when you wrote it right yeah the topics were on point right the beats were fire right but everything around you has changed right like your friends their friends, friends, the listeners, the fans, the supporters, what they define as dope has never been stationary. <laughs> no. It has never been static. <laughs> like, in fact, what's dope, it, it expands every year. I mean, even what's dope to you as the artist right. changes. Yeah. You know, you might not like the fucking record if you sit on it too long. Oh, that's really, really real. <laughs> it's really fucking real. And so, so just as culture changes... People change and their tastes change. And like you said, you change. Right. And I've had this happen many times with beats. Mm-hmm. Like beats is where I've experienced this the most, where I'll have a loop and I'm like, this is the best loop ever. Right. I'm going to save this loop. Right. Until I have a bigger opportunity. Right. I need a bigger platform. I'm going to wait till I get 30,000 Twitter followers. <laughs> I'm going to drop this. Yeah, joint. I'm going to drop this. I got to yeah. be selling out all my shows before I get ready for it. And what happens is when I when I finally sit down to make that loop, it just sounds dated and old. Yeah, it's like, it's just a loop. Then. It's just a loop. At that point, it's just a loop. It's cool. It don't hit me the same. Right. And like you said, I changed. Mm-hmm. Like what I think is a dope beat is not the same as it was 10 years ago. Yeah, see, it's, it's interesting for me because I've been making beats a little over a year now. Yeah. And I listened to my earlier beats that I thought were fire when I was making them. Dog. Did, did I not tell you this? Dog. <laughs> Dog. Did I not tell you this? There's so much trash on my hard drive right now. <laughs> I told you this. I said, hey, man, you still on that honeymoon phase. Yo, you want to share every beat you made. I said, don't do that. Dog. Don't do that, fam, because Duh. you're going to look back and be like, what was I thinking? I had to delete some stuff <laughs> off my Instagram, dog. <laughs> I told you, man. This is why you don't share that shit. Do not share everything. I make hella beats. Uh, and you know, I don't share that much on my Instagram. Oh, you share maybe one every <laughs> 30 or 40, right. you know. Right. Because I, and it has to be so definitive. Mm. And, but anything that's not super, super definitive, I'm not sharing it. Yeah. Because of the exact same reason. Like, yeah. Yeah, and at those beginning stages, hell no. You don't want to share shit. Nah, bro. Because people are keeping track. Yeah. They may not say it, but they're like, yeah, he just posts this mediocre shit. The more mediocre shit you post, the less likely they're going to click on it. Right, the less likely they're going to check for you. Yeah, you post a banger, now all of a sudden people ain't checking because you posted three mediocre joints before (laughs) then. Or a whole year. You know, you've been posting whack joints. Right. You didn't know they was whack because you were so hyped to quantize some beats for the first time. (laughs) Like, oh, shit. Yo, listen to my snare, son. Yo, that snare is popping. Crazy. Crazy snare. You know, Watch were... it echo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's number one reason. Never sit on shit because culture changes and it will sound dated. Right. And now we're going to talk about number two, which I will let you get into. Why sitting on material is never good. Because 
it does not help your career at all. <laughs> People not hearing your music, how is that going to help you get further? Just letting your family and friends check your shit? If that. If that. It's not going to help you at all. Like in order to in order to get somewhere, you have to have something to get somewhere with. In order to have a career, you have to have something that your career is based on. If you're not putting any music out and you're just sitting on it, then you can't say that you have a career. What's the career? <laughs> I, mean, what, I, I don't know if they can hear you, man. Can they hear you? What, back, is, Michael? Is, is it on? Is it on? Yeah. What I think is your on. career? If you're not putting out material, how can you say you have a music career? Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of people, what I've noticed sometimes is more, not so in the, in the rap scene but definitely in like the rock scene mm-hmm. there's a lot of p- bands there that fall in love with the live show oh yeah and never put out never material put out or record music because they figure that oh i could play a show every two weeks to make 150 bucks mm-hmm. and then they never have this thing that helps them get bigger yeah like a, a super ambitious project and like you're saying yeah you put a cap on your career when you're not putting out dope shit right you know so yeah, we fell into that. I think in, in high school, we fell into that because we recorded mad stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we never put out an album, but we did hella shows. Yeah. Because we were in high school. So we were the popular kids in high school. Yeah. Shows were always stacked. It was always some memorable shit going yeah. on, but we never put out a record. Okay. I mean, just just thinking, you know what I'm saying? If we would have put out a record in high school. Y'all have been playing at the Newport. It'd been like 1,500 easy. high school kids. Yeah, there. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it would be crazy. Yeah. It would have been nuts. Yeah, you yeah. know, but we didn't, you know, we didn't take advantage of that. We we're just sitting on the material. I mean, shoot, I still have my high school the album that we were working on. I still have it on my iPod. Never came out, never seen a lot of day. And that shit was really dope. Really dope. Yeah, I will I will verify. <laughs> Anyone at home wondering how dope this shit is, that shit was super dope. Super dope. Yeah, that's how I met this man. Cause he was doing really dope shit. <laughs> Yeah, in high school yeah but yeah it's true it does not help your career it, think of your career as a as a house that you are building mm-hmm. you know think of everything that you create every single project is basically a brick in that house some mm-hmm. the things you do at the beginning of your career are the foundation of that career and eventually you want to build something that's very strong structurally right and that is built through strong projects right if you never put out anything you have no house you have no artistic home if you will Mm -hmm. to where people can make an assessment like oh that's dope that's a dope fucking structure that this person has built with all their albums with all their eps or songs if you don't have that you have nothing nothing and you have nothing to springboard you to the next level right you know so it's very important man you just do not sit on good material now we got to clarify you want to sit on whack material. Oh, yeah. Hold hold it back. Woo. Don't let that out. <laughs> Keep that in your pocket. <laughs> yes. Tuck that whack music in. Don't let the whack music out. Tuck it <laughs> in. Tuck it in. Don't, don't let that shit out because that shit will ruin you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like. That would demolish your house. <laughs> yeah, your house will get hit with a damn <laughs> demolition ball, like wrecking ball through your shit. Uh, but yeah, save that. But put out the good shit. If you've got it, be confident and put it out. And now it's uh, number two. Yep. Okay, so we'll do number three, man. The number three reason why you should never sit on good material is that you cannot document your growth. Right. This is something that I kind of thought about with, uh, that I experienced with the Adventures in Counterculture record. Mm-hmm. Now, the people who were the closest to me saw what was going on with me between 2004, mm-hmm. 2005, and 2011 when it came out. <laughs> right, right. This is like a six-year period. Yeah, I saw it. I you knew saw what was it. happening. Yeah, you'd come over to the house. I'd play you some jams. You'd be like, oh, shit, this is where you're taking it? Wow, yeah. <laughs> and then you saw those ideas develop, but right. it was like a six-year process, right. you know, from 2005 to 2011 when the record came out. The problem with that is that that whole process was closed off to everyone else. Right. And the people who were outside of it could not see the growth. To them, it's not a gradual thing. They don't look at it like, oh, you started here and this is what you've been doing for six years. Mm -hmm. They look at it like, here's your last record, here's your new record, sounds nothing like this shit. (laughs) Right, I have no idea who you are. Yeah, where are you taking this? Who is this man that sent these blueprints? Who is this guy? (laughs) What, this sounds nothing like what you were doing before. Right. And and in, in, in that, I did not document my growth which caused a bit of a disconnect with some of my fan base. Mm-hmm. Some people just got it off the beginning because I think the the record, 
the strength of the record would have was right on time on the cutting edge right technically right so it's like oh shit what the fuck yeah this is some other shit but i think that i didn't document that thing to ease people into that to let right. them know that's where i was going because six years is plenty of enough time yeah to let people know that you're evolving and changing oh it's, it's, it's enough <laughs> <laughs> i did a shitty job i didn't do it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's not on them that's on me you know I like I, I'll wear that but the point is is this when you sit on material you don't even get to uh, to document your own growth right right so like when you if you don't put out things like what allows me to know where my career has been and where my career is is when I look at it, at the material I've put out yeah. I can listen to a 1988 record and say, oh, damn, 2005, where I made it in 2003, 2004, like, yo, I was on some shit. Right. This is fly dope sample shit, you know, whatever. And then I come back, oh, yeah, 2011, I was on some other shit. But if I had never put those records out, right. I would never have an official way to judge my growth between not only just 2005, 2011, but between 2011 to 2013 mm-hmm. and, and 14, respect to Architect, and, 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 you know, like all these records are basically me documenting my story, mm-hmm. telling my story, and me being able to assess my own growth, right. which is super important. Yeah, I mean, and assessing your growth personally and assessing your fan base growth. Yes. You know, assessing what your fans are fucking with, what kind of music they, you know, if your fan base is growing, if your shows are being bigger, if, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. it's all it's all a process. The more stuff you put out, the more that you, the more you can watch that stuff and see that stuff grow and materialize. Yeah, yeah. So, and, but sitting on it, you can't participate in that. No, none of that. You can't. And I think actually, a lot of people who don't put out a lot of material, their growth tends to be—I don't know—I want to say slower because it's not that they don't grow. The problem is that they have put so much in this thing mm-hmm. that by the time it comes out, they didn't just create that thing, put it out move to the next challenge right they created this thing spent years and years on it Mm -hmm. uh or just sat on it and then they stopped like they didn't use it as like a a catapult a springboard for the next set of materials so like every record i put out provides me with lessons Mm -hmm. new skills new techniques things i learn and take into the next thing but if you don't ever assemble that project if you never release that you don't get access to those lessons you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To that technical knowledge that I took. Like I learned so much from that six years of doing adventures that now just now I'm just running with it now. Yeah. But had I not put that record out, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't be able to officially say, oh, yeah, I, I learned that. And this song taught me that. Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. It's like you don't really know until you finish it and let the world hear it. Yeah. See, for me, it was the whole capture the sun time you know because i took basically four years to do that all of that stuff but i spent the first two years learning how to mix because i I recorded that was the first record i recorded myself yeah and i mixed all that record myself so i took two years learning that and then i took a year putting material out building up to the record yeah you know what i'm saying so i wasn't gone that long but i did take some time off to learn some shit but then it's like okay i had you know i had like 50 songs yeah i remember you know what i mean so i was like okay i gotta i'm gonna use this as a platform to catapult into the next thing and you know it fucking worked yeah yeah no that was a shit but see and that's the beauty because yeah you didn't have to throw away none of that material. You got to pick just the best shit to put out. Right. Even though the temptation might have been, a, you know what, let me just make this record and what do I do? You found a way, you finessed it to now you have, it looks like growth. Right. People see an EP. Okay, boom. Cool. Six months later, another EP. Boom. Oh, shit. Yeah. This is where they at now. Oh, what's up with the album? Oh, album. Boom. Yeah. That's, that's a, within a year of the first EP, you was ready with the album. Yeah. And that helped people follow your growth. Right. And so it's very important to understand, like, as an artist, if you're not participating in that process, your growth is going to be very, like, erratic. Right. It's not going to be, not that everything in your career has to be linear and smooth. Right. Of but your growth will not be documented as well. You're going to lose track of the lessons that you've learned. You're mm-hmm. not going to be able to know exactly where you've come from. And that's going to ultimately uh, cause you some momentum and fans like that shit yes fans like to see people they 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 enjoy listening to and and the artists that they like they like to see them grow they like to see them fall sometimes and but they know they're going to get back up they like that shit they enjoy it the story the story gotta tell you gotta tell the story man yep and your music or your art is your story right and so in not telling that you don't get access to 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 the people who uh would uh rally around you Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's number three. Yes, sir. Take a break. Word. 
to all the listeners of the Super Duty Tough Work Podcast, this is Blueprint, here to let you know that we finally have our first merchandise item for the podcast. And that merchandise item is the Super Duty Tough Work hoodie. The hoodie comes in a dark heather gray hoodie with light blue print, and that hoodie is for sale right now at waitlist.net. If you've ever thought, how can I support the podcast or how can I support these guys? I've learned a lot and I want to I want to rep the squad. If you want to rep the squad of those who are informed about Super Duty Tough Work, go to waitlist.net and pick up your Super Duty Tough Work hoodie right now while supplies last. Don't sleep on this because when they're gone, we might do a Super Duty Tough shirt at some point. Who knows? But it's taken us long enough to get the hoodie. So my advice to you is to not sleep. And if you want to rep the squad and also support the movement financially, do that. When you order on waitlist.net, there will also be some items that will be discounted for those who order the hoodie. So, for example, you might be able to get certain albums uh, discounted or you might be able to get like the movie discounted. So go to waitlist.net, get your order on, and we thank you for your support. Back to the program. Break. All right. Once again. My son keep texting me about candy. All right. Very random. <laughs> Just mad random. We keep texting. Dad, bring me some candy home. Like, okay. Why do you want candy, man? That's, yeah, it's not very important. Brush your teeth, dog. Yeah, to like pester your pops about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> Kids, you gotta love them. You hit them with a capital no. I <laughs> <laughs> right, never sit on good material. Don't do it. Don't do it. This next one is uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of personal. Yeah, very it, near close and dear. To home. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let you up. I'll, I'll tee it up. Feelings <laughs> is hurt behind this one. <sighs> Why you should never sit on good material. Number four, because you can lose it all, man. That's no one why. Ever hear it. You lose it. It's gone forever, <laughs> bruh. So yeah, as we described earlier, <laughs> one of the most you know hurtful reasons not mm. to sit on it is because anything can happen. Yeah, from. I mean, I feel like every couple months we see someone who one of, one of our peers, mm-hmm. uh, they either have a, a laptop stolen, right. the hard drive crashes, yeah. they're on tour, they get smashed and grabbed yeah. for their laptop and their gear and our hard drives. Um, you sit at home, even if you're home and you're safe home, hard drives crash, yeah. backups don't back up sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they can sometimes they can be saved, sometimes they cannot. Yeah. Um floods happen yeah you know given everything that's been going on you know i mean back in the day q-tips record collection was destroyed yeah. through a flood these are the things that just happen right beyond your control and here you are sitting on all this dope shit yeah that no one will ever hear oh, it's so hurtful man it's painful it's, it is oh and i've had it happen multiple times See, but i've had notebooks that like have gotten wet yeah. And then, you know, it was written in pencil, so I can't read nothing. Sick. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I was yeah. I was real prolific back yeah. in the day. You were sick. You always had <laughs> mad notepads. You had mad four notepad. or five books. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Regular. For every session. Yeah. I never had no shit like that. Yeah, man. And I, I remember one day it was it was like early college, like maybe like right when I got there. You know what I'm saying? I was writing a lot and I had a notebook for some reason. I don't know why my book bag wasn't closed. I was walking mm. in the rain and it dropped in a puddle, dog. Ooh. I was so sick. I was so sick because that's when I was writing in regular notebooks. After yeah. that, that's when I went to the hardbacks. After yeah. that, <laughs> taught me a lesson. But yeah, man, everything, like most of it was written in pencil, so it just smeared. I couldn't read nothing. Uh, and I had some joints in there too that, I, yeah, man, I was so sick. Mm. So sick. Yeah, that'll have you real salty, man. Like, I. Yeah, and, and, and it really makes you evaluate the uh thing. Um shit, shit. You said your kids call you, man. My fucking mom hit me up. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, call you back, moms. But yeah, like um what are we talking about? See, I, I lost track of my whole shit. 
course not getting destroyed. Shit destroyed. Yeah, yeah, you don't got no fucking choice, man. Yeah. The funny part is like after you get done mourning mm-hmm. the loss of that material, right. the first thought that's been in my head is is always, why were you sitting on that anyway? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. did you have six of these beats chosen for a record you haven't wrote yet? Why didn't you just write the shit? Mm-hmm. Why don't you just record the shit? Mm-hmm. What were you waiting on? Yeah. You know, and it's crazy because I'm kind of a prolific guy. Mm-hmm. But even I feel like I should be putting out more shit. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where now I'm like, nah, man, yeah, I don't want to sit on shit no more. It's time. Yeah. Like if I've got good shit, do it while you're excited about it. Mm-hmm. Get it off those hard drives, record it, share it with the world. If it's dope shit, don't overthink this art shit. Yeah. The worst thing you can do for art is over intellectualize it. Yep. People don't care about all that intellectual shit. Nah, just put out the shit. Put it out, man. Is it dope? Didn't put it up. That's all they care about. Right. Why are we making it more complicated? If it's dope, put it the fuck out and move forward. Yeah. You know, so that's number four. That is. Uh, I'll let you do number five. Numero five. It makes you complacent when you got material. It makes you like, oh, I got I got two albums done. Why make new beats? Why make new beats? Why? I have plenty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I ain't going to do this new album. I got two records done. I've you got mad songs mad laying joints. around. Mad joints done. Why paint? I have 30 canvases in the corner. Yeah. I have 30 paintings. Yeah, it can get you complacent. So when you're sitting on material, you don't want to, sometimes you don't even want to. You know what I'm saying? Because you know you you know what you got. Right. But there's nothing, uh, on the opposite of that, there's nothing like having nothing. Right. To get you inspired to make some <laughs> shit. Right, right. <laughs> Which right. I can attest to. Right. Like, there's nothing like being like, wow, I don't even have a snare drum. I have nothing. I have no samples. Nothing. I have nothing. Like, what the fuck? I can't even make a beat now if I wanted to. Right. Like, like I really got to put work <laughs> in to make a beat right now yeah. if I want. Yeah, to get ready to make a beat. Like, right. I can't even just hop on and make some tight shit. It's like, <laughs> wow, no, you got to put in some time just before you can put in the time. Right. And uh, but that shit has given me a different sense of urgency. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Now I'm just like, oh, hell yeah, this is the shit. Yeah. And so uh, it, it's given me a chance to improve my, my my workflow, which is hella important. But man, I feel the same way. The more shit you have that's good. Right. That you haven't let people hear, the more a, a false sense of security. you Right. Get. Right. Right. Because you're sitting around like this will always be here. Right. Whenever I need a banger, I got two or three on the hard drive. Yep. You know, I can always pull up. And when I need it, I got it. Right. But then it, when you don't have that, you all of a sudden start to think I have nothing. Right. I'm fucked. I got to get ready. So I ain't got to I got to <laughs> be ready. So I ain't got to get ready. <laughs> right. Right. But the truth of it is that it now it, it's reminding me that the, that that I am the, the the thing. Yeah, you're the hard drive. Yeah, I, it's me. <laughs> yeah, it's you. It's me. It's yeah. not this fucking snares and kicks or these mm-hmm. VSTs or these synths or all. The, it, no, I'm the reason that the dope shit exists. Right. Because I see things and hear things differently, and I'm creative. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep that in mind. Right. Like, look, you know, man, keep making dope shit and don't be afraid to share that dope shit because that's inside of you. Right. You know, so don't be all, that's like scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you think like abundance mindset is like, I don't need no kicks and snares. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's up here. <laughs> Whenever I need to access this, it's like turning on a water fountain. That's the abundance mindset. Mm-hmm. The scarcity mindset is I've got 10 good beats. Mm-hmm. Let me just sit on these. Right. I, I might not be able to make 10 more. Right, right. I might not be able to make another dope beat. Right. You're, you're afraid. Yeah. You know, and uh, that, that that doesn't get you anywhere, man. It's better to have the abundance mindset, man. Feel that. That was number five. Yeah. Okay. Number six. This is this is one I will kind of term the Dr. Dre the disease. <laughs> the detox. The detox disease. <laughs> Those of you who remember the fabled, you know, the rumored detox album from Dr. Dre will mm. remember this. Is that this thing has been in the 20, 15 years? Easy. They've been talking about the detox record at it least. It was supposed to be the follow-up to the chronic too, right? Yeah, the 2001, right? Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, so yeah, definitely a good 15 years. Easy. But what you noticed about Dre and all the interviews after like the third, fourth year mm-hmm. was he started instead of saying it's coming, it's coming, he started his language changed from it's coming, it's coming to, well, at this point, if it's gonna come out, <laughs> it's, it's gotta be amazing. <laughs> Right. You see, like it changes like yeah. the longer you wait, 
the more pressure it is. True. You know what I'm saying? And that's number six. The longer you wait, the longer you sit on good material, the more pressure there is. The Dr. Dre disease. Yes. So you see these guys and you'll notice it even in yourself. The longer you sit on good stuff, the more you tell yourself that, man, well, I mean, shit, I've been waiting this long. <laughs> this shit got to be amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be amazing gotta now. Be I mean, I've got this shit sitting here. Now the pressure is on. I just can't put out anything now. Right. I've right. waited so long. I have to blow people away now. Right. I can't just put out this material as is. I've got to make sure every idea is taken to the fullest extent or it's not even worth it. Right, right. Dr. Dre's disease, man. Yeah. Too much pressure. Yeah, way, <laughs> way too much pressure. Or um, what's the what's the other dude, the rapper? Um, um, Where's ex- he from? Exhibit A. Um, oh, J Electronica. J Electronica. Because <laughs> yep. if, he, if he ever drops a record. Yes. Everybody's going to be like, this shit better. Like, I don't oh. even want to push play. Yes. Unless... My man says it's dope. You know what I mean? I don't, right. Cause I don't want to hear it. I hell, don't want to hear it. Hell no. Nah. It gotta be a classic. Gotta be. And see, and that's not our fault. No, it's, it's not. It's because he has strung out this whole process for so long. Mm-hmm. At least ten years now, Jay Electronic has been on the scene. Yeah. And uh the entire time he's been talking about this album that isn't coming out. It's fabled record. Yeah, yeah. With such and such producers and just Blaze is doing beats and all these people, and you're like, oh, he's gonna make it and then, mm-hmm. and what you gotta understand is that that doesn't just apply to us as fans right that's hitting him right twice as hard as it's hitting oh, us it's gotta be oh the weight is on his shoulders now yes. he's like oh this is awful <laughs> i should have just did it yeah i should have just dropped it eight yeah. years ago yeah. and when there would have been no pressure right and then people would have had no expectations his expectations wouldn't have been the same and now it's like man you know he's totally under the, behind the eight ball now, yeah, you know, so that that's why you don't want to sit on dope shit. Yeah. And uh, shit, number seven, numero seven. This is a real one. This is a very very real one. Yeah, shit. Never sit on good material because you can lose momentum. Yeah, people ain't fucking with you no more. As I like to say, yeah, momentum hard to gain. Easy to lose. Very easy to lose. <laughs> very easy. Very, very easy. Because you could have like one of the dopest records of the year, but if you wait eight years to put out your next record and you ain't really been dropping nothing crazy throughout that eight years, no singles, no EPs, you know, few features. People will have moved on. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. I mean, the, the crazy part about all of this shit, especially as it applies to music, is that... um people naturally move on to what's popular in interfaces right you know just how like the blog is the 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 music blogs don't really talk about older artists right like they they all focus on what's new and hot Mm -hmm. and because they do that naturally people are going to be pushed towards newer shit and not older shit right so the longer you wait the longer you're giving them to push you out of that cycle to lose whatever momentum you might have gained by being new mm-hmm. and being like capturing that moment. Right. You know, and, and you can't, it's not there forever. Like you have people who build up dope fan bases, mm-hmm. dope local fan bases, like you talked about in high school with your high school group. Yeah. Had you guys have captured that momentum, <laughs> that ninth grade, 10th grade, 12th grade energy? Mm. What? Like all these high schools that one high school touches and how everybody knows everybody. Yeah. And when you're the dopest crew in that setting, how you get everybody out and amped and on the that would have changed the entire uh, trajectory of the city. Yeah. We've seen the same thing with groups who had good followings in college here. Right. They'll go to Ohio State. They might be, you know, we don't know who they are. Next thing you know, their first show, there's 200 people there. <laughs> right. Like, who are these dudes? Yeah. Who are they? <laughs> how do you get 200 people here? And they, this is their first show. Right. And it's because they're plugged into this huge network. Right. And with that network comes, it's like great turnouts. They got, they're just, they don't have to do a lot. Right. But they're there and a social network that they're part of just gives them this huge momentum. And what we've seen most of them do after that mm-hmm. is not drop a record. Nothing. They do nothing. <laughs> they do nothing. They do nothing. They're, they do a couple more shows. Yeah. And they do nothing. They do nothing. They get out of school. They wait five years. Yeah. If that, maybe 10. Then they want to drop a record. Right. Like people care. Yeah. <laughs> Like, bro, it's too late. Right. Like, right. we really cared in like 
2001. Right. It's 2010 now. Like those guys that you were around in college, your friend base then, they've all got jobs and moved on to other shit, man. They're not really sitting around waiting on your album like that. Right. And if that's your fan base, and all all artists are subject to this, you have a unique space and time mm-hmm. where you have momentum and you can capitalize it, or you can sit on your hands and think that shit's gonna be like that forever. Right. But trust me, it ain't. It's not. It ain't. It and ain't. you know, the best people have lost their motherfucking uh momentum uh socially. You know, you lose your your momentum creatively mm-hmm. as you sit on shit and you don't put it out, you're not inspired to move on to the next shit. Right. To see where it can go next because you haven't documented where you are now. Right. So now it's very start and stop. You know, so you, you want to keep your momentum and uh, you don't want to sit on material, man. Word. So we'll take a break. Yes, sir. Over the last several months, as the podcast has been growing, people have been asking how they can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast. Well, here's three simple ways to support the podcast. Number one, spread the word. This is the easiest and most effective way to support the podcast. In fact, it's free and doesn't cost you a thing. So there's no reason not to do it. If you're listening to us and like what we do, please take a couple of seconds and share the podcast on your social media pages. So whether you have Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, it's highly likely that you've got some friends who share similar interests and tastes and would dig the podcast too. That helps bring more listeners to the podcast and it helps us grow. The second way you can help support Super Duty Tough Work is to comment and rate. Now, if you're on iTunes or you have an iTunes account, give your boys that five-star rating. We need that. The more five-star ratings and comments we have, the higher our show ranks and the easier it becomes for people to find it. If you're on SoundCloud, there's a heart icon next to each episode on the left side. That's the like button. Hit that like button while you're listening. Also, add a comment while you're listening and join the discussion. All feedback is welcome. The third way you can support the Super Duty Tough Work podcast, the most valuable podcast on planet earth is to support our music as you know Elogic and I are artists we both put out albums Elogic makes albums buy his albums I make albums and books anytime you support our music you are supporting the making of the show you can find my music books and t-shirts at waitlist.net that's the word waitlist.net Go there, pick up something, and know that what you spent your money on is an investment back into creative projects like Super Duty Tough Work. In fact, I have a sale going on right now where you can get all three of my books for just $25. I'll even sign the books for you if you request it in your order form. So, there you have it. That's three separate ways you can support the podcast. The first two cost you nothing. We thank you for your support already. Back to the show. Oh, yeah. Super duty. I'm with this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to sit back to this nice nut mellow beat. Drop a smooth podcast. Because <laughs> it's super duty. Shit. You know, time to set it straight. <laughs> And ain't no half podcasting. Ain't no half podcasting. You gonna you gonna do a remix? Another remix? Nah. <laughs> Podcast are stepping to me. <laughs> they wanna get some. It's super duty. You know the outcome. Another episode. Cause we the next to blow. <laughs> you wanna test them kids? You better know. We got lessons. Hit you with the bullet points. <laughs> Mad topics. Hit you up like a joint. Oh man. Okay, so we back, man. Back. The last couple joints, man, of this this all important episode of why you should never sit on good material, man. Yeah. And we've been breaking it down and I hope that you are reevaluating your creative catalog right now. Yes. Looking at it strangely. I am. Yeah. <laughs> Questioning it. Personally, I have it's, some it's, things. Yeah. What's really good? Like the 10% in your catalog that's just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Don't don't let it be that way. 
yeah. you know what I'm saying, 2000 and motherfucking great team. Right. As my man said on Twitter. <laughs> Shout out. You know, 2000 and great team. Yeah. And, uh, you know, put that shit out this year, man. Put it out. You know, so number eight. And Numero this is, eight. This is what I like to call constipation. <laughs> Clogging them up. <laughs> you got to put the shit out or you're going to get constipated, dog. You backed up. You know that feeling. Yeah. You come in the house and dinner's on the stove. Mm. It smell good. Mm. You want to eat. Mm. But you constipated. Yeah. You can't do it. You can't put nothing else in till you get what's already in you out. Yes. Constipation. <laughs> Creative constipation is a real thing. People can't move on to the next record because the record they have unfinished is not out there. Right. And it hangs over their head like an unpaid debt. Yes. And it just chases them around everywhere they go. And they think, oh, yeah, that record. Yeah, that record. Yeah, I'm going to get that. And they overthink it. Yeah. And then ultimately, it just causes them to be just depressed. And don't tell nobody about it. Oh, the more pressure. <laughs> More constipation. You can't right. get it out there because now you overthinking it. Right. Well, what are they going to think about it? Right. I hope I don't let them down. Right. But the main thing you want to see, you want to make sure you have a regular uh, output, if you will, right. to avoid constipation. <laughs> right, right, right. Your movements. Yeah. Regular, regular movements. Regular movements. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be sitting in there, just nothing happening because right. like- Moving on to the next thing and creating the next body of work is super duper important yeah. for any artist. And uh, don't allow yourself to be constipated. I've I kind of went through this a little bit last year with the movie. Mm -hmm. There was a point where I had started in 2015, worked on it in 2016. And by the end of 2016, I was just feeling constipated. Yeah. I was like, yo, I can't put out music. Right. And this is not done. Yeah. Yeah. And it was starting to depress me a little bit. I was like, yo, this is fucked up. Like, I, 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 want, I tried to sit down and do music, but I couldn't get the momentum going. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why am I stuck with making new music? Yeah. And I realized it was because I had this fucking movie yeah. backing up my whole creative process. Yeah, because everything you was making was probably whack. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely sounding whack to me. Yeah, I'm like until that movie was out, it was like who cares about this beat? Right, right. I, I have this larger thing hanging over my head and then lo and behold, as soon as that uh movie has been released, mm -hmm. all of a sudden your boy is back like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the lab. I'm moving shaking, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm making bad beats, dog. I'm on it. <laughs> You know, like seriously, like the entire time, and even if you were to look at my, like my Instagram, I didn't really post any music on there. Right. The entire time the the movie was being finished and it was being promoted because of this reason, I felt truly, truly like creatively constipated. Yeah. Like I could not fucking do anything else until this thing was out and out of my way and I didn't have to think about it anymore. And so my advice to everyone, you know, don't allow one project to back up everything you do. Even if you're not 100% behind it, sometimes the confidence is is the most valuable thing you get out of finishing a project. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, like knowing I can create this, I can finish it, I can release it. Right. And people like it. Yeah. People think it's dope. That's invaluable to yeah. an artist because we have so much stop and start in yeah. what we do. And so don't get constipated. Man. Don't. Don't get constipated. Not at all. Yeah. We got one more joint? One more. Oh, man. Whew, this is one we touched on earlier with the, with the J Electronica, but but here's the thing. Number nine is, and the reason why you never sit on good material is that it leads to disappointment because of inflated expectations. This is so true. Look, the longer you sit on it, everyone around you and you are going to start putting way more importance into that material. Yes. All of a sudden, it's not just the beat anymore. It's not just artwork anymore. It's not just, you know, a program anymore, or app anymore. No, it's this thing that your whole life and future is dependent upon. Mm -hmm. And you've put so much into it right. that now there's no way you won't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? Like the more you right. inflate your expectations, the more likely it is that you're going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. It's unavoidable. Yeah. So to me, the answer is not to keep pushing things back further and further and never releasing because 
you might think some people think mistakenly that as long as I don't put this out, the new one has expectations of me. Right. I'm just sitting on this. So they just waiting. Yeah. Their expectations are growing. Yeah. They're growing. And the more that they know what you're capable of, Mm -hmm. the more they're going to expect from you. And so the answer is not to sit on shit forever. It's to be regular with your releases. It's to because when you're regular, you have less time in between. Mm -hmm. People can see your growth, as we talked about, and then they can form realistic expectations that don't lead to them hating you when that album or whatever doesn't save their life right <laughs> right i mean it's and it's the thing is if you have like this magnum opus that you're doing yes you have to have things that lead up to it you have to be you know teasing them with a video teasing them with a song you yes. know like do extra songs so you have extra material bonus material splash. to sprinkle them with splash. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just bad splashes splash. here and there you know because it because <laughs> if it does take you i mean i've seen just on some major label shit like back in the day i've seen like year-long you know fucking campaigns where yeah. it's like a single here you know what i'm saying then another single in a couple months yep. then another single in a, then a couple videos then it's like you've been they've been promoting this shit for a year yeah you know to where it's like okay it's time to drop it and, yes. and you're fucking ready yep. but they've been teasing you with little shit and not just out of the blue you know it's been five years since they seen you and now you got a record out yeah and, and you don't want you don't want that hanging over your head nah. because there's no way to win and then, you know like we said your, your your dialogue changes from I just want this out mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying to oh, man I can't just put this out now <laughs> <laughs> I can't put it out like this right right <laughs> I mean, I've been through all this. I waited this long. Right, right. I mean, right. I might as well just wait another five years. Right. You know, that's not the way to do it, man. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> it just leads to disappointment from you and everybody else. Yeah. You know, so that that's it. That is it. Okay, so let me read them back. Word. Why you should never sit on good material, man. Don't do it. Reason number one, culture changes and it might sound dated. Mm-hmm. Reason number two, it doesn't help your career. Not at all. Reason number three, you cannot document your growth. It stops your growth. Reason number four, you risk losing it. Mm. Take it from me. <laughs> number five, it makes you complacent. Reason number six, increased pressure for success. Reason number seven, you lose momentum socially and creatively. Reason number eight, creative constipation, mm. as we shall call it. <laughs> And reason number nine, it leads to disappointment via inflated expectations. Word. And that is why you should never sit on good material. This is so true. Sit on the whack shit, as we said before. Yeah, hold that. (laughs) Hold that. Tuck that shit in. Put it in your back pocket. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's it, man. So, oh, yeah, next week, as we said. Yeah, hit them with the number again. 614. 388-8945 it's gonna go to voicemail mm-hmm. leave the voicemail with your question for super dewy tough work to answer and we'll try to answer all your questions next week word word this is episode 99 we'll see y'all episode 100 peace peace thank you for listening to super duty tough work subscribe to the podcast on itunes Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work. <laughs>